Hey guys, this is uh, Shelton. Uh, just wanted to jump on here before the episode and put out a little content warning. This episode deals with some sensitive subjects. Um, there's a brief discussion about sexual abuse, and this entire episode deals with um, sex and, and pornography, and so it may, be, may not be suited for younger viewers. Please listen at your own discretion. Hello, everybody. Um, this is... I'm pretty sure it's episode five. I could be wrong. Um, I'm pretty I sure it's no episode idea. five of Three Semi-Grown Men. Um, this one's going to be a little different. So this week has been absolutely awful to get everybody together. And so we just had to break down. And this week we don't have Austin or Nick. Um, and in place of them, we have... My absolutely amazing, beautiful, so much better than them, fiance, <laughs> Alexis. Hello. Um, and if she does good enough, we may just kick them off. Mm, we'll see about that. <laughs> They're going to hate when they hear that. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um, so the reason we were able to kick them off for this episode is because similar to Nick's episode, um, wow, a month ago. Um, Has it really been that long? Four weeks. Wow. Um, where he talked about his recovery from his uh, alcohol addiction. Um, <clears throat> I will be talking about kind of what I've struggled with. Um, give you guys... I'm saying um a lot. Giving... A little bit. Huh? A little bit. Just a little bit. Giving you guys a taste. Not really a taste, but like a look into kind of what I've gone through, um, my upbringing maybe a little bit, just kind of get you, let you guys get to know me a little bit more. So, do you have anything you want to say before we start? Not know. really. Let's get into okay. it. I don't know how this is going to work. Uh, <laughs> we, we have not ever done this. No. <laughs> so, uh, this is off script. <laughs> very much. <laughs> um so i mean you know quite a bit so if you have any commentary any questions uh just jump in so sure. we'll just go for it uh so we'll just start off and rip the band-aid off um my big struggle was not alcohol was never drugs um was never into the party scene nothing that you see kind of typical kids go through right. um throughout you know just their upbringing Mine was a very hidden, very secretive, isolating um, addiction that is very common, but is never shown in any kind of media outlets. You're never going to see a movie about it, uh, anything like that. It's never going to be something that's really talked about because, again, it is an isolating uh, addiction. And that is, I was addicted to porn from nine years old. Um I just recently, like, really broke it. There have been times where I I stopped for a long time and then relapsed or, or however you want to look at that. Uh, but this year was when I really kicked it. I don't know how to say that. Uh, so when I was nine years old, 
I got a tablet. Um, I was always, like, as a kid, I don't know what it was. I was just a very, like, a sexual creature, I guess. Like, it was just, it was weird. Um, and then when I was, like, five years old, um, I was molested. So we'll have to put some kind of trigger warning or something in this episode because that's, yeah. uh, and that was that was tough. It put me it put me in a mind state where that was presented to me at way too young of age, right? And it corrupted uh, my view of of people because I was not molested by a woman, uh, and so it didn't corrupt my view of just women. It corrupted my view of everybody. Mm-hmm. And not that I was attracted to men, because I am straight. Um, and that's, like, that's never been in question for me. Brat. Uh, <laughs> I don't find men sexually attractive. There are some men that are hot, but they're just hot because there's a scale where it's like, okay, I can respect your attractiveness as a man. If you try to tell me that Brad Pitt's not attractive, like, he's attractive by proxy. Like, he, everybody is like, okay, yeah. He's an attractive man. Whether you're... Anyways. Um, And so... But it corrupted my mind. um, And corrupted all of that. And just sent me into a spiral. And so... Then four years later... I get a tablet. And... I've got internet. And we're just starting to get into like... I mean the internet is still like new. You know? Yeah. Tablets were brand new. You know what you're doing? The no, my parents didn't know what they were doing right. either. Like, I mean, they had just gotten smartphones. Tablets were brand new. The closest thing to technology I'd had before that was a Nintendo, um, that did not have access to the internet. <laughs> and so I was just, I mean, I remember very distinctly. I was in my room and I was laying in the floor, and I just went onto Google and looked up boobs. Um. And that's where it started. And then words correlate. I didn't... I don't think I'd ever even heard the word sex. Like, no. it's not something we talked about in our house. I'm nine years old. Like, my parents are not going to talk to me about sex. Yeah. Uh, and so at that, at that point, like, it didn't... Culturally, it didn't seem like you needed to have the sex talk until your kids were 14, 15, whenever they start having the talks in school in health class uh so they had never had that conversation with me anything like that and when i was looking up one thing the word sex popped up punched that in boom like the real deal porn the intense stuff yeah um and i do want to take this time this second to clarify that the definition of porn and i found this out recently and it really wrecked me um the definition of porn is any image, uh, dialogue, anything, really anything at all that brings arousal to a person. So if you're reading a book and it, you know, arouses you, um, that is porn. Now, granted, it's called smut, I think. Uh, So it's got its own name, but it still falls under the category of porn. Any bikini picture, porn. If you see a dude who's got glistening abs and a vein bulging out of his bicep, and that, you know, you're like, ooh, porn. Even even if he's got his swim trunks on, 
It's still, and so that really messed me up and made me change everything. Your but outlook, yeah. yeah, back to where it started. Um, so that happened, um, and then it freaked me out at first. Like it was too much. It was like, I mean, system overload. I had never, I'd never seen a woman naked. And I'd only seen a man naked because I'd seen myself naked. Um, and so, like, it was just, it was way too much at first. And then it wasn't. And then it just, I mean, it was, I don't remember how often I was watching it then. Um, I just remember when I got caught, um, my dad woke me up. And I went to bed early like I was 9 30 10 o'clock every night throughout pretty much my entire childhood um he woke me up at like 11 11 30 and talked to me for about 40 minutes about why it was wrong uh kind of what was what it what was going on why it's wrong that kind of thing um and man the thing about I mean any addiction but but porn addiction is it it doesn't matter yeah like i mean it stopped me for a while but then it was like i mean the words just kind of hollowed out just kept creeping in yeah um and you know there were things that made me stop for a little bit if i got a new girlfriend i was like oh let me that lasted a week yeah two weeks a month you know um and man i just I struggled with it for a long time. Um, when I moved to New Jersey, it got really bad. Um, it was kind of a a crutch for me. Um, it was one of the only things that kind of brought me. Uh, I don't want to. It was manufactured happiness. It was strictly like chemical release. Mm-hmm. Like I mean, it was one of those things where it's like the rush of endorphins, the rush of dopamine was great but then the fall off was so much worse like i mean very similar to the way that ecstasy works it would flood my system with all of these feel good chemicals and then leave me with nothing left at the end and so like the depression the come down was was so much worse um and man it it was i mean it was rough like i went to a pretty dark place with my addiction uh well, I guess the thing that matters now is that you've overcome. And oh, yeah. from now and forward, you can just take what you did go through and mm-hmm. shine that light to somebody else that might be, you know, in the dark that might that's, be needing help. That's this, that's this step right here. Yeah, I've it been, is. I'm proud of you. Thank you. I've, uh, I've felt for a long time that I needed to tell this. Uh, I just didn't know what platform to tell it on. Right. Like... I've have felt so many times, not felt, I've thought so many times, man, I should probably give my testimony at, at church. Um, and I just never felt like it was time. Yeah. Like, I'm ready. I, what I've got to say here. Now, granted, I'm a little nervous. I'm torn between, we've had, we've had testimonies at our church before where they asked the kids to leave. Mm-hmm. Um, I've had some like that too. And I'm torn between... Whether I ask the kids to leave or ask them to stay. Because I got introduced to it when I was nine uh, years old. Yeah. Like, there are kids younger than me. 
when I got it introduced to it that have been introduced to it. Mm-hmm. Unfortunately, it don't stop. You no, know, it like, doesn't. They just it and just if you gets don't worse. Stop it now, then yeah, like you just and it's I mean, just gonna like, get worse. And you have to be informed. There was a time where we didn't have to have this sex talk at Mm-mm. at eight nine years old. We could wait till they were teenagers but now if you don't have that conversation with them that young then they find out by looking up yeah by looking up boobs on their tablet or they're through their friends through their friends at school yeah yeah it's a crazy world out there um and so again it got real bad in new jersey moved back got better for a little bit yeah um had a really went into a really really dark rough patch from like September to like January February. We started this podcast in January, um, and that was excuse me. That was kind of a light um, to help me crawl out of a a tunnel, crawl out of a pit. Um, and so like when I, I listened back to the last couple, like for the, our first couple episodes. A few weeks ago, and I was just like, "Man, you poor soul!" Like I was, I was struggling. Yeah. Um. And I felt. I mean, I relapsed back pretty, pretty hard there too. Um. Was pulling kind of out of church at the time, but then February, like mid to end February, um. We got back together. Um. And I was committed enough to you that I was like, I'm not doing this. Right. And so I don't think I've watched porn since. Hey, man. I've gotten, I mean, I'm not going to lie, I've gotten really freaking close. Yeah. Uh, and I've had to give up a lot. There are not a lot of 20-year-old, 21-year-old men that... Uh, Be as dedicated you can, as you Well, are. that you can go into their phone and they don't have YouTube, they don't have Google Chrome. Like, I have to use Samsung Internet (laughs) if I want to look up something. And that is awful. It's almost as bad as dial-up. Like, it is so slow. (laughs) So, I mean, and I just, I had to. Like, it was just, it was getting too close. And when I heard that, uh, that the, the real definition of porn is anything that brings arousal. I was like, oh crap! Well, YouTube's got to go. Yeah. You know, even if I'm not trying to look for it, there are thumbnails that are just got people half naked on there. I can't deal with that. I had to go into Snapchat and for like two weeks, anytime I went over to like the stories, I just had to delete anything with a female face on it at all, whether it was, you know, sultry or not. I couldn't risk it. I mean, like I just. You're not going to find a church podcast on Snapchat. So anything with right. a female, I, I had to delete. And I'm yeah. still having to do that. Like, I mean, we're a month from that. Yeah, it's I'm a still... never-ending cycle. No. Uh, but, I mean, that's kind of... You're worth it, you know? And it's uh. it's dealt a lot of damage. Yeah. Um, we get married in... 25 days. 25 days. days and... Since we got together for the last time, um, I've been nervous since that day <laughs> about my performance on our wedding night because of the damage that porn does. Right. Um, I am. I had to fight um, this little voice of comparison to all of the 
all of the images and videos that I've watched that are not real, like, I mean, yeah. they are performative. Like, whatever we do in in the the confines, the space of, of our uh, bed of marriage mm-hmm. is not performative. Like, it's not going to be that. It's not supposed yeah. to be that. And so breaking that that kind of mentality and then just, I mean... The and, and I mean these are all statistical. I don't I don't have this. Statistic. I do not have this statistics mm-hmm. um, because I am an awful podcaster and did not do the research beforehand. <laughs> but there is a distinct uh, like shift in the amount, like the number, the percentage of erectile dysfunction in younger men that is coming up because of pornography. Yeah, because. You start at one thing, and it's just like any other drug. You start at something small, mm-hmm. and then eventually that's not enough. So you got to go to something more extreme, and so then you got to go to something more extreme. It started with boobs, and then that wasn't enough. So then it went to a video, then it went to something crazy, and that's why like there's yeah. so many. I mean, there's freaking bestiality and all of these crazy categories and and these insane videos because the first thing wasn't enough anymore, mm-hmm. and so then these people who have watched this can no longer be aroused by their partner. You know, they need something outlandish to get them right. to the point of arousal, which is causing dysfunction in in my you know, in my gender. Um and and lack of performance. And so while I don't think it will be a problem because you're very attractive <laughs> um it's still terrifying. Like, I pray about it just about every day. I'm like, God, please, please yeah. help me perform. Please. And, like... Well, <laughs> thanks, people pray about <laughs> Hey, man. Yeah. <laughs> uh, I mean, no, I'm not over there going, please, please help me perform. Every time. <laughs> oh gosh. Most of the time it's more like God heal what you know, heal the damage that's yeah. been done. But every now and then it's definitely what please have before. <laughs> um <laughs> so <laughs> Yeah, it's just it's awful. Yeah. It's such an awful thing and it's the fact that it's as socially acceptable as it is, it's like I mean, there was a point in time where I was nervous that if I stopped watching porn that I would be ridiculed because everybody watched porn. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's just... Oh, if I could go back in time and just slap myself in the face. like Yeah. Yeah. There's the stuff that you're taking now. It is. So, it is, yeah. And as you said, if gotta start somewhere and even with the little ones that we might not know that we can help even if um we don't know it so taking those leaps and boundaries to set up for yourself is doing way more for yourself than you think it is so that's awesome it's an amazing testimony to be able to feel good and confident and able to you know, spread that with everybody is a really big step, so. And even though I was addicted to a, uh, 
No, I don't even know. I can't think of something witty to call it. Even though I was addicted to what I was addicted to for freaking 12 years, mm-hmm. I was still able to snag one of the most attractive women in the entire oh, world. Oh, stop it. Like, I mean, who freaking... Who <laughs> needs all of that when I got... <laughs> She's very attractive, y'all. She's very, very attractive. In case I didn't say it before. <laughs> Thank you, baby. You're welcome. Do you have any questions about any of it? Um... Not off the top of my head. Oh my gosh. You're almost as bad as your brother. <laughs> Have you watched last week's episode? I thought I think I was here. For like the last ten minutes. Well, the last ten minutes he didn't have any questions. Well he didn't have any for the other hours. <laughs> so um when you were going through, you know, that journey, was it What journey? With your porn addiction, like, through that whole journey, like, did people, like, did you have someone in your corner, like, to back you up to help you be better? Porn is such a isolating addiction and such a, such a silent addiction. Like, it takes it it almost takes a porn addict to recognize a porn addict like it's hard it's hard to tell if someone's addicted to porn um because unless you just grab their search history you're with them 24 7 like i mean i I was never watching porn in public like i wasn't i wasn't that out of it where i was like i have you know i need something so dangerous as as watching porn in public um I'd never gone that far, but, I mean, I'd told people before, and they tried to check up on me, um, it's just one of those things where, like, yeah, they checked up, they checked up on me for, like, a month, and I did good for, like, a month, and then when they stopped checking up, I stopped, and it's also something that's, like, super easy to lie about, you know, yeah. like, there's no track marks. I mean, but yeah. that accountability for that month helped you for that month. Though. For that month. Yeah. But there was nothing. I mean, when you fall it, when you fall back, it's ten times worse. Yeah, uh, absolutely. Like, so, I mean, yeah, there were a few people um, here and there, but again, it's it's such a socially acceptable addiction that. When I got out of church, it was over. Yeah. Like. I'm sure it made it worse. Yeah. So. It's crazy what the Lord can do. It is crazy. Anything else? (laughs) No. Not off the top of my head. I'm sure something will come up. It also caused... The other thing that I've struggled with for a long time to just be so much worse, which is depression. Um, so when I was 16 or 17, I was diagnosed with generalized anxiety. And when left untreated or, or you know, unhelped in any way, shape, or form, uh, can spiral into a form of depression. Uh, and so my junior year... Um, 
you know, the curriculum's harder, just started a job, uh, my personal life was not the greatest, I just wasn't happy with where I was, who I was surrounded with, that kind of thing, uh, and so my anxiety was through the roof, and because there was no real relief, uh, had fallen into a depression, I'd also pulled out of the church a little bit at that time, uh, didn't really know what I believed. I'd been in the church my entire life. Yeah. Um, and so I just, I felt at that time that I needed to figure it out. You know, I didn't know if church was, if church was right for me. Uh, and I didn't know kind of where I wanted to go, anything like that. So I just, I would intentionally schedule shifts for me to work on days that I was supposed to go to church mm-hmm. uh, just to get out of it. And so I think that also played a huge part in me falling into this depression. Um, so they put me on medicine for a little bit. I went to therapy for a while. <coughs> Bless you. Thank you. And I really enjoyed uh, therapy. Therapy helped me a lot. Uh, I'd gotten so twisted up that I couldn't tell kind of up from down, right from wrong. I didn't know. I was, felt like I was going crazy. Mm-hmm. Uh, and so talking to somebody who was listening to me and only me and not listening to any of the other right. people in the situation um, helped me. And I, in no way, shape, or form, tried to manipulate this person. And I know I'm not saying that everybody does. Mm-hmm. But, you know, there's a, there's a percentage of people that whenever you get somebody to talk to, you manipulate them. And maybe, yeah. you know, maybe I did. I don't know. I don't know why that's on my mind right now. Uh, but I tried my hardest to give him everything while also telling him why things made me feel the way I feel. Yeah. And what the therapist did for me was he was he gave me small little, uh, like, snippets of advice almost on how to look at things mm-hmm. and kind of slowly helped me shift the way that I look at things and finding positives and stuff instead of negatives without just outright right. telling me, hey, you're stupid. Um, and that may have been how he was feeling. I don't know. <laughs> but that really helped me uh, deal with my depression. And then I got out of school and could no longer go to that therapist. So then right after I got out of school, went to New Jersey, fell deep back in my porn addiction with the endorphins, dopamine, all of that causing... You know, the the high rush, the low fall, all of that. Mm-hmm. Caused my depression to be really, really bad unless I was on a website I wasn't supposed to be on. Um, and so it was just, man, it is by the grace of God that I made it through that season because I did not realize how yeah. messed up I was that year and a half. Um, if it weren't for... If it weren't for being able to go home and play video games with Nick, because we were both depressed until 2 in the morning, yeah, I don't think I would have made it. That and baked mac and cheese. Baked mac and cheese? Baked and for you not cheese. to like mac and cheese. Dude, I, I don't know what it is. That's probably why you don't eat it that much, now. No, I hate... The, <laughs> listen, I cannot stand the boxed mac and cheese with like the, the fake cheese and it's all mm. runny and soupy Ugh. but you get some macaroni 
and some like real cheese mm-hmm. and you throw it in a casserole dish and put some panko breadcrumbs on top and bake that mug, I'll eat on it for five days. Yeah, I think I, t- I think you said you wanted to make that for us one night. Yes. Actually, I was eating today. I forgot to pack a lunch. So, so did I. I went to the office to go look. My card is still not working. We'll have to talk about that after. Um, but I took... The, they had those little cups of mac and cheese. And I was like, whatever, man. I just need something to eat. Mm-hmm. So I threw it in there, and I'm, I'm cooking it. I'm doing whatever. Cooking it is a loose expression of what <laughs> I was doing. I was using a microwave. Warming it up. <laughs> yeah, pretty much. Warming it up and stirring it around. But I took... We had some Frank's Red Hot, mm-hmm. and I threw a ton of that in there. And then as I was sitting in Mom's office eating, I was like, I want to go make... Buffalo chicken mac and cheese bake oh. for us. Doesn't that sound that just so amazing. good? I've never heard anything buffalo though. I'm me too. Yeah. But I used to make it at the old little fast food Italian place I worked at here in town. Sounds so good. Um, and so I'm sure I could make it here. Like it, it wasn't that Let's hard. Let's do it. We're going grocery shopping Saturday, anyways. Yep. Yeah, <laughs> <for me. laughs> I'm so down for that. Why did I say that? Because you were talking about how you played games at oh, 2 in yeah. the morning with Nick and ate the mac baked and mac and cheese. Nick thought I had a eating disorder. And you, you think so? Is that yeah, the only thing you ate? No. Problem was, I, I mean, up until we moved in this house, I didn't know how to cook. Yeah. Like, first time I cooked bean pie, I didn't brown the meat. Yeah. <laughs> like bad <laughs> i did not know how to cook at all yeah i i ate off of a diet of microwaved whatever and if anybody cooked something that and taco bell i would uber eats taco bell all the time some taco bell. that was that was all i ate uh and so i did not have an eating disorder because when food ran out in the house no one went got anything. I, I mean, I didn't. I didn't know how to grocery shop. Yeah. I didn't have a car. I'd have to walk a mile and a half d- up hit up and downhill no, to get no to the grocery store and then walk a mile and a half back. With like, all of the groceries. With all of the groceries, which I did once, and it was miserable. Yeah, no. Um, uh, you can count me out. Yeah. So, I mean, I found something to eat. You know, there were nights that I ate saltine crackers, but... I mean, I found something to eat. And then the last Thanksgiving that I spent there, some mac and cheese was made that I literally ate on for five days. I would come home, and I would get a big bowl, and I would take a couple scoops out and throw it in there and microwave it, and I'd eat mac and cheese while we played games till 2, 3 in the morning. Yeah. And that was that was what got me through that. And then whenever I... Got back here, which we'll go into all of that story and what caused that on the next episode when it's our episode. Mm. Um, and that's kind of our story. Our story. Well, a chapter <laughs> of our 10 year story. Um, yeah, and when I got back, that's when I realized just how freaking messed up I was. And then it wasn't until. It wasn't until we got together this last time 
um, that I really realized just how messed up I was uh, mentally and and sexually from from uh, porn because I was thinking about like I was I there was some stuff that came across my feed um, about like the effects of porn and, and the problems it's causing on on this generation yeah. because of of how readily available it's been mm-hmm. and how little has been preached against it. Um, and that's when I, I saw this statistic of ED. And granted, that was 10 months ago, so I can't quote that statistic. Right. Um, and so I got really, really scared that yeah. I would always have these scars and this, that I would never be able to perform to the fullest uh, sexually yeah. because I had spent 12 years being brainwashed and, and, and scarred over by pornography and that I was never going to be able to be you know the husband and the the I mean this is so weird I was never going to be able to be the husband and the lover that that I could have been mm-hmm. uh, for you because of, of my prior addiction so. right. but I mean most I feel like most of my scarred tissue is gone there's still some stuff that's of course. That's tough. But, I mean, I've put in some mad work. Like, you will never see somebody more dedicated to staring at the ceiling <laughs> than me, man. Like, I mean, I've got so many stories where I was like, okay. <laughs> yeah. That is a really, really nice structure up there. I really <laughs> like that ceiling fan. Like, I'm just, I'm not about it. I've been wearing... My wedding ring for the last, what, three months? Something, Something like that. that. Yeah. Just in case, because I work um, in and out of hospitals all day. Mm-hmm. And nurses are, you know, some nurses are n- notorious for being, like, you know, flirty. And, and trying to get attention of of the guys Whoever, in the hospital. Yeah. And so I wear a wedding ring, and it's just like, if, if a woman even tries to say more than three words to me i just scream and run the other direction (laughs) like i'm i'm not about it i again i don't have youtube i don't have google chrome i don't i don't do just taking the caution like yeah and and you're not trying to set yourself up for failure and one day i may be able to in such a sexualized world yeah you almost have to live in a cave to get away from it yeah you do uh it's like every corner there's something new mm-hmm. for you to be able to fail at instead of instead of there being something to help you to move forward, to grow from it and learn from it. There is another distraction or something else to just make you fall backwards yeah. instead of moving forward. I saw a comedy bit recently that was talking about how it was talking about how socially acceptable drinking is mm-hmm. compared to like another addiction like heroin and the same thing can be said for porn oh, it's just like, so easily to like just get what? Like it's alcohol what? yeah so is porn yeah like i mean you could grab your phone right now and just boop, 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 yeah and it's right there i'd rather not <laughs> i mean yeah but i mean i'd rather not go to the liquor store but yeah. somebody would Mm-hmm. Um, and so, I mean, shoot, two weeks or so after I deleted YouTube just to try to get that out, uh, 
we were, I'm pretty sure that's the night we went to Grammys and you were like, let's watch Fast and Furious. And I'd never watched those movies. And oh my God. Yeah. If they are not just for that. Like, and so, I mean, There's multiple something. times yeah. in those movies, I've been like, hmm, I never noticed that bullet hole in the ceiling. <laughs> like, yeah. it's just, I can't, I'm not, I'm not going to risk it. I've got, and why would I, man? Like, again, I don't want to see your butt hang out of your shorts. I've got an amazing does, wife yeah. who is much prettier than you waiting for me at home. Put that away. Like, I yeah. mean, no, don't flirt with me because we'll both die and mine will be for absolutely no reason. <laughs> She'll throw hands sure and I'll catch them for no reason. <laughs> I don't play. No. <laughs> Play. So, I mean, no, and why Why would I, why? Yeah. Why would I want you to have to compare yourself to something or, or even, even for a second, give the notion or, or hint that, hint at any kind of comparison, you know? Yeah. Like, there's no... There's no room in my mind for anybody else. You yeah. Know? Whenever we, whenever we get married, and we get to do in twenty five days in twenty five days, <laughs> and we get to do married people things. Yeah. I don't want an image of anything else in my mind. Right. I don't want my mind to wander anywhere else because I wouldn't want your mind to wander anywhere else. Absolutely. I'm like, why would I do that to you? When I definitely wouldn't mm-hmm. want that done to me. Yeah. I know that I don't have a vein bulging out of my biceps. I don't want you to be thinking about a vein bulging out of yeah, my biceps. Don't worry about that, baby. Because <laughs> it ain't happening. <laughs> and in the same aspect, you know, like, you may not have this quality. And I don't want you to ever worry about me thinking about you having that quality. Yeah. Because you're perfect. So are you. (laughs) (laughs) Okay. Well, now that I've talked for 20 more minutes, you have any questions? You're in your depression, and, um, you know, well, what formed into depression, Mm -hmm. what helped you dig deeper into getting out of that at what point do you want me to give you multiple choice (laughs) i mean start with whatever i mean whatever helped you the most of what got you to the point where okay this is this is enough at what period of time i've dealt with this and crawled out and fell back in multiple times this last time this last time um so again this is something that kind of needs to be talked about next week but we can talk about it again um christmas so let me let me let me go back so september mm-hmm. i was an anxious awful wreck fell into a depression october i went on a cruise we talked for a little bit. Yeah. Um, 
and it was a glimpse of what I wanted. Came back, had a conversation. Yeah. <laughs> and then, what, six, five, six days later, worst day of my mm. life. Um, and then just a spiral of me not knowing up from down for the next three months. And then Christmas, against my better judgment, I came and I gave you a hug. Yeah. Because I felt like you needed a hug. And maybe it was just me needing a hug and throwing it on you. But I genuinely thought in my head, she needs a hug. I did not think, I want a hug, I'm going to convince my, you know, I'm going to tell her that she needs one. (laughs) If you didn't need a hug, then I just convinced myself you did. Yeah. Yeah, it was out of nowhere. Uh, Yeah. It was. Well, I mean, we weren't even on speaking terms. Nope. And Not at all. No. <laughs> and uh, January, I decided my New Year's resolution was going to be going to the gym like everybody else. <laughs> um, you did that for a little bit. I did because I had people to hold me accountable. Yeah. And so started going to the gym. Started, huh? I said, yeah, I'm not that person for you. No. Started feeling better. Um, I also just really needed to get out of the house. Yeah. Like I was, I was losing my mind. Um, the situation was just rough. Um, and there's no need to go into detail on that. I don't think we'll ever no. go into detail on that. It's just not worth it. It's not. Um, and so, end of January, maybe beginning of February, I had a meeting with Pastor. Um, because I'd gotten so lost, I literally didn't know up from down, left from right, anything. Like I was, I just felt like I was free falling. Mm -hmm. Um, and I didn't even know which direction I was free falling. Like I was so lost, so spun around. Um, and again, similar to when I was in school, I felt like I was losing my mind. Um, and so I called him, was like, we need to have a, a, a meeting. So we had a meeting, we talked about the situation um and he told me some freaking prophetic stuff he's um, a genius dude like, he is insane he was amazing like, right. he was like, well when we had this conversation i knew you'd be coming back to me for this you know i knew it, this yeah, was like gonna he, play we, out exactly you don't even have to know when he knows like no, no he's something else uh and so so when he told me that i was like all right um, and then, actually, it was at a recording for this. It was before your brother showed up, mm. um, because he's always the last one to show up. I believe it. <laughs> I was with Nick. We were talking about the episode, what we're going to do. We were talking about kind of the future of Three Semi-Grown Men, all of that. This was in the very early stages. Like, this was like the, maybe the second episode, mm-hmm. you know? Um, and I just said, man... This is this is real rough. He was like, "What do you mean?" I said, "Well, you know, you know where I'm at in life. You know, kind of where I'm where I'm headed. You know, I mean, you know, you know, yeah. just kind of, you know, th- my life situation right now." Um, I said, "And this is real muddy." And he goes, "Well, I mean, tell me. I'm your best friend." And I said, "I think I still have feelings for Alexis." And he was like. You should, you should, yeah, just do it. 
He didn't even he didn't even hold like hide wait. He just do it. Yeah. And so I was just like, man. I mean, like, and so we just we just talked about it. I told him I was like, I think I still have feelings. Like, I I really think that I like love this girl. Um, and so we talked and 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 I left that and I was like, yeah. And so I mean, some that's that's really what pulled me out was was the hope and the the idea of of having you i know that sounds weird but i mean you you truly are like the greatest blessing that god had set aside for me like Mm -hmm. you are in 25 days you become my wife you'll be Mm -hmm. the mother of my children you'll be my partner for the rest of my life anything i go through you'll be right there with me and anything you go through I'll be right there with you. So yeah. you are the the greatest blessing, and you've been in my hands, and then slipped out, and then I've put you down, and just <laughs> we've had our history, and yeah, we'll, we have. again next, next episode. <laughs> yeah, um, and that's what pulled me out for a second in October, like yeah. when I went on the cruise. I was super stressed out, and it was like the first and second day were sea days, and we were still in America. So I still had service. Mm-hmm. Um, and getting your videos. Yeah. I'd never expected that. And it was just yeah. so sweet. Um, and I watched them constantly. Yeah. Um, and it just, yeah. It was really nice. I and thought it would be something you'd, yeah. you'd enjoy. And just... then I put, when I had to put my phone on airplane mode and couldn't hear from you. Yeah. I fell back deep into like an anxiety spiral. For those days, whenever I was alone, which wasn't often, it was only like two or three times I was alone because we had yeah, went with people, went, yeah. we had events to do, all kinds of stuff. Um, On a cruise, you can't be alone that much, right? Yeah, and so <laughs> like I was pretty, I wasn't stressed out much, but there were a couple times where I was stressed yeah. out. The end of the night when you're laying down was pretty rough, um, but again, that's I mean, the idea of having you back in my life is what pulled me out. Both of That's those times. Sweet. Hmm. <laughs> That's super sweet. Huh? Well, I'm glad to hear it. Yeah. I'm glad I can be the help. <laughs> yeah, you did absolutely nothing. Glad you could be the yeah. help. No, you did. <laughs> Especially with those videos, it showed that that you cared and you were you were putting in effort as well. So. You know, I was I was thinking like, you know, he's on a cruise, we can't talk. Right. But I'm like, I want to talk to him. So I was like, you know what? Because I'm pretty sure you did the same thing when I went on my cruise, and I you did. also wrote me letters. I yep. still have those letters, by the way. Oh. Um, I think they're packed in a box somewhere for us to move <laughs> back over here, or move over here. Anyways, so I was like, mm. so I went to go try to find the videos that you sent. In our save chat, which over all the pictures we have saved. Oh, they're way up there. Um, but I didn't find them. Really? Yeah. They're like, still up there. I'm all. pretty sure one of them I was crying. Yes, I remember. I think it was when you were leaving the gym. I think it was like, anyways. Oh no, I remember what it was. I I, I had gotten a uh, email from this guy that was wanting some of my music for some kind of expose. Um, but the reason I was crying is because one, I didn't know if I should do it and two, um, 
it was a reference from from somebody that I didn't want anything to do with. Mm. And so it just it freaked me out at one for one, and then two, it was like I just I didn't know how I felt about it, and it freaked me out. I started crying. It was not my greatest moment. <laughs> it's all right. <laughs> So those videos kind of just inspired me. Like, you know what? Why not just return the favor? Yeah. Like, tell him how my day's going. Tell him that I'm missing. Or and you were wearing my shirt. That was pretty. I did. That was a shirt. nice little. I think I lost. I think I'd rather lost it sometime that week. Or like, I don't know. But I only sent a couple of videos with me in it. Yeah. And then like the rest of the week was like in something completely different. That was a most the other nights. I'm pretty sure were you in your tan jacket. Probably. Yeah, probably. Because it was usually around right before I went to bed. Because that's when I was, like, wired yeah. down. And I could actually tell you, like, everything of my day. How it all went. Who ticked me off that day. Like, yeah. And there was so. always somebody. Oh, definitely. <laughs> I don't think there's never not somebody doing something that's like, how can you just... Yeah. No. They get under your skin pretty, pretty easily. Easily. Pretty easily, just like today, but you know, oh, it's okay. Here we go. <laughs> Who was it? <laughs> uh, when I sent, when I sent the video of me crying, I realized as soon as I'd sent it that Tiffany was doing your streaks at the time, and I was like, oh god, <laughs> she's gonna watch it and think I'm a wuss. You know, so when I used to have people save my streaks when I went on like vacation or a fast or anything like that. I would have either Jay or Tiffany or somebody keep them. Uh-huh. And um, they never open, like, my snaps. And it would always get on my nerves. Well, I got back one time when Tiffany was doing them. And she lost almost every single one of my streaks on snap. Which I don't... I think I have one now. Used to. I used to have over, like, 30. And you have more than one. We have one. You have one with your mom. I'm pretty sure you have one with Kate. I mean, I, maybe. I have, like, one or... One or two. I, I really don't saying, have that many. I've only got three. You, Nick, yeah. and your mom. Yeah. And so, anyways, so with those videos, I didn't see them at first. Because, yeah. you know, she didn't open any messages. So I'm just like, what? Like, and so anything that you ever see, I had to keep scrolling <laughs> <laughs> to find them because of all the pictures or right. pictures she sent. And I'm just like, dude, like, can we get some open messages in here? <laughs> it was really funny. <laughs> wow. Anything else? Any other questions about... I don't think so. I almost made a really bad joke. Oh, God. Okay. Probably not the right time for that. No. (laughs) It's... Okay. So, I was going to say any other questions about my struggle, but I was trying to find a way to say that, like, kind of quirky, other than my struggle. I almost said Mein Kampf, which is my struggle in German, which is not a problem. You know, Mein Kampf means Mm -hmm. my struggle. The problem is, that's the name of... A, it's it's the name of a book Hitler wrote trying to <laughs> trying to justify his actions and the way he felt about there's a certain word for it but I can't think of what it's called um, like, like for the for that type of book um, I don't know 
If you know what it's, if you know what that word is called, I guess comment it because I can't think of it. It'll come back to me, and that'll be the first thing I say yeah, I on next <laughs> on the next episode. Like, I remember this! what the word is. It's this! <laughs> I'll be waiting for it. <laughs> don't just write it down don't hold and then your just breath. wait until we record the next one, and just take a picture of it and just put it on the like the very oh front. Gosh. And I don't have my phone with me. I'd look it up right now. Manifesto! Is that what it is? That's what it is. It's a manifesto. Oh my gosh. <laughs> yes. Mein Kampf is the name of Hitler's manifesto. <laughs> Hitler. That's going to be the start of the episode. <laughs> People are going to be like, what are we watching? Well, We're going to go look up what that means. Oh, uh, if you don't. Never mind. <coughs> say that. Manifesto. It's just like. It's like a, it's basically his autobiography, but it has yeah. nothing to do with his life. It's just him talking about all of his, all of his views. Um, he has one. Pretty sure Stalin had one. All of the like really awful people in history have a manifesto. Yeah, so. I'm sure. All right, now that we've killed the mood, do you have any questions? <laughs> any comments? Um, I just want to say I'm proud of you. For- oh. You know, how far you've come. I mean, it takes a lot for somebody to come out of their comfort zone. Yeah. I mean, and to be able to put in as much effort as you have to get to where you are. I mean, and yeah. even if it was with little help or with all the help you can have, you still did it. So. Thanks, babe. You're welcome. I had, I, I mean, I know when you asked, I was kind of like, no, I did it by myself. I had a lot of help. I've always had a great support system. I just sure. don't know that everybody knew the direct yeah. issue, you know. Like I didn't go around of course. being like, I I'm addicted to porn. Um but I mean I've always had people in my corner telling me that they, they love and care about me. I've I'm very blessed to have a really good support system. Mm-hmm. So Yes. Um What was I gonna say? I don't know. I don't either. Huh. Don't give me that line. I'm not sure. Yeah, that's gonna. <laughs> that's kind of tough to. <laughs> <laughs> to pick back up on. Yeah, that's all right. Uh, I mean, I I guess that's it. If you don't have any other questions or comments. No. Well, keep working. Keep pushing forward to be the best you can be. Yeah. I'll be by your side through it all. Well, guys, um, I think this one might be a little bit shorter than usual, but that's okay. Um, Thank you guys for listening. I know season two has sounded very different than season one. Uh, One thing we came into this really wanting to do was get you guys to know us a little bit better. You know, let you guys in on kind of what we went through growing up. Uh, there's some yeah. big things coming up over the over in, the big things that have come up and that are coming up in season two. Um, as we've said in this episode, next episode we record will be um, Alexis and I's episode where we kind of talk about our relationship because we will be getting married in 25 days. Um, so very similar to the episode with Nick and Chloe, Alexis and I will have one. Probably won't be as structured because Austin doesn't ask questions, and I don't. Know I bet how. you he'll have the most questions just because it's me. Oh, I doubt it. 
I highly doubt it. Really? He'll come up. He'll come to the episode with absolutely nothing. He might come with one question. Nope. Not even one. I think so. He may have one come to come to mind during the episode, <laughs> but I wouldn't put money on it. He doesn't put in that much effort. <laughs> nope. <laughs> um, and so, I mean, we'll we'll see how our episode goes, but that's what the basis is: is us talking about our relationship. Um, the episode after that, I know I'm giving you guys a weird timeline. The episode after that will actually be recorded at my bachelor party, so. That'll be an interesting one. It's going to be loud. Um, the audio quality will be as good as I can make it. Um, we'll have a lot of people there and not enough mics. So I will try my best to make it listenable. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, there's just some big things coming up in season two. A lot of big things that have already happened. Um, after that, we've got couple guests that we're going to bring on Austin and Caitlin are going to have their episode we're going to talk about Austin and his what his struggles have been um, his growth his come up and all of that so we're all going to have our moment to kind of get closer to you guys let you guys understand us a little bit more that's all going to happen this season We've got some really exciting episodes coming up that we're super excited for, and we hope you guys are just as excited and you enjoy them as much as we've enjoyed getting them prepared and then eventually recording them. Big so. things coming up for you. Big, big things. That's exciting. Yeah. So, thank you guys for listening. Hope you enjoyed. Um, <laughs> no, it was definitely different. Thank you, my sweet lady love, for... <laughs> interviewing me you're welcome um and for listening to all of my all of my struggles um we love you guys hope that you guys have a wonderful next couple weeks and we can't wait for you guys to listen to the next episode please reach out to us on any of our socials or or email us at 3sgm2022 at gmail.com and we hope you guys are ready to hear all three of us again on the next episode because (laughs) I miss my boys and I'm sure when they listen to this they're going to miss being here so here's to the next episode here's to the next episode